part of blindsidepods.com. I feel every second of my 44 years right now as I'm looking at Discord. I feel like this is not something for my age. But we're going to make it work. Hey, everybody. DEC here. I invited MHB to come hang out with us. But he's got mortgages to sell. And interest rates are dropping. So he's got to sell. So Patrick is with me. He's going to help me host this. Because I'm about as clueless with this as possible. Patrick, I appreciate you helping me with this. Cullinane also is probably lurking somewhere. And I thought we would do a little Q&A about the Menahan Show. So I guess we're just going to look through here and see what you have to say and what you want to talk about. I feel like this is Menahan Show from... January 2019, when we had a, a, a rotating group of animals on this show. All right, Patrick, are you there? I'm here. Can you nice. hear me? I can hear you. All right. So I see a, a whole bunch of comments here from people. Kristen Wakefield wants to know if I'm going to do a Kirk year in review. Last EEI show to end the year. I'm glad he said that. And I think he already knows the answer to this. So I will announce something to kind of tease this. I'm working on a year in review to be on when Kirk is off the last week of the year. I have finished scripting and having the audio cuts for Act 1. So I'm going to do two parts. One is Entercom from about September 2018 to when he left Entercom. And then we're going to do Act 2, which is the barstool period of time, which I haven't started at all. Literally, that, that has been taking me forever to do. So I guess what I'll do here is, even though I feel inept looking at all these comments, is I'll start firing off <coughs> some of these comments here. So DC, why don't yeah. I pull Chris from Wakefield in right now, and he can, uh, he can directly. Sure, Chris. What's going on? Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? So curious today, your sh- your um, song got spiked right away. Um, uh, and, you know, I know we have, especially in the Discord, a lot of new Mena fans. And I know after they played your song, they went on and played a, a Keith song and, and then a, a Jerry song. But just curious if uh, what your thoughts are on that, getting spiked. And if someone like Gary's relevant now, uh, for new Minute fans, they go back and listen to KNC, especially as they try to get a little bit history of on the EI stuff and how it all fell apart. Gary tickles me pink. I, I love the episode where he stormed off where they were calling him a pedophile. It's from 2016. I'm fine that they spiked it. When I was doing it, I had in my head, this may not go well. He may not like it, but what the hell? Even if it's not something that's good... Well, we can uh, we can get a laugh out of that. I thought it was funny. Anytime we talk about Gary being a pedophile, I think it's the funniest thing ever. 
Uh, Kirk was not in the mood for it today, but Kirk sounded awfully salty today. I don't know if something happened before the show, and I don't know if it's just the rough and rowdy stuff, but he was he was in uh, an infamously bad mood today. I think you can justify the Keefe stuff and the Jerry song being there because those two guys have been part of the show. He's talked about Keefe. He hasn't talked about Tangway at all. Again, it's, it's not going to stop me from sending in stuff that entertains me. Whether it entertains you guys, I, I don't really care. hope that answers that. What's the obsession, though, with uh, pedophilia and uh, Mike's mom? Uh, both just feel like really good. I mean, there's nothing like a nice, young, smooth, hairless boy. And I think something we all can agree on. Uh, with Mike's mom, have you seen Mike's mom? She's got, I, you know, I, like a, I like an elderly woman with big sunglasses. And she's got those big Annette Funicello sunglasses. I don't think she's elderly, though. <laughs> Mike's <laughs> she's 50, 58. That's not elderly. Yeah, but I think I think as nice as she is. I mean, what do you think, Chris? Are you thinking that um, like uh, she doesn't oh, look fifty-eight though? No, I'm thinking. Do we need a sil- silicon uh, lubricant? Are we looking at a a water-based lubricant? Because that's something that we're going to need to enhance the experience. <laughs> Why don't you ask Mike? Is he? Uh, can we? Can we get him on? Thank See you. what he uses. I, I don't know. I just figure someone who's postmenopausal like that might need a little help in the lubricant department, and, and that's okay. But she is a terrific-looking fifty-eight-year-old woman with uh, perky boobs. Well, we have uh, Inspector Jay who wants to talk about Mama Gary as well. Hey, Inspector Jay, what do you want to know about uh, Mama Gary? No, I think uh, my thunder thunder was stolen a little bit. Um, I'm the guy who helps you with the the timestamps. Oh, for thank your you. Year in review. You're mm-hmm. welcome. Um, no, I think it's the pervert factor. You're a very shy guy. You admit that. Yes, I am. But uh, you know, with that song you did, I was like, holy bleep! You know, this guy is 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 uh, out of the closet with his perversion. Yeah, there's just a lot going on in my head. It's uh, There's a committee up there, and it's really some dark stuff. In public, I, I don't really want to talk to people, and I think probably a lot of that is there's, there's these terrible things going in my head that would get a normal person arrested. But, yeah, well, I so mean, what can I say? I, I'm just saying what all you guys are thinking when you see her and those nice palm-sized titties. What would you do? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go to that extreme, but oh. that that's just me. Uh, I, I try to have a little more respect. I, I'm actually a little bit older than, uh, Mrs. Gary. So I guess I'm considered, uh, elderly. Um, but I Congratulations think the, on uh, your AARP membership. <laughs> hey, I get a discount That's on, right. uh, on my car insurance. Um, no, it just, it was a, a quite a dichotomy I thought. And, um, I guess to, to move off of that topic, um, why? Not uh, well, no, obviously it's your show. So I, 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 <laughs> I, I will stay on it if you want. No, you can move on. <laughs> okay. Um, so the, the comment today about, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing was, uh, so I'm going to preface today. I'm not some, the whole show. I am. Okay. Sorry. I am. I'm at, uh, one hour 
11 minutes through. So I've got a, oh my God, this is a long show today. But I'm, uh, I'm through like the first third of the show. Okay. Hey, hey well, if I haven't heard it, I'll, I'll just uh, blow smoke out of my ass anyways. It's no, it's this uh, inside Twitter account where you, I believe, mentioned that uh, the content of the Kirk Min show was not helping the Minifan show content uh, is how I took it. How so? Was that something I said in the the inside thread and the and the Twitter? Yeah, feed? the inside Twitter thread. They were kind of shitting on you, saying that the show had been sort of uncontroversial, which was not helping the material for the Minna fan show. Oh, I think that's taken out of context. What okay. I, what I oh, said well, I'm there glad was, I asked then. Yeah, <laughs> it was more an observation. Is is I listen to the show now. Thinking about what can we do for weekend review? What's going to be a storyline? What are we going to remember? And listening to yesterday's show, which I thought was good, I'm looking and saying, when I get to Friday, I don't think I'm going to have anything from Monday's show, which is fine. There are days that I don't have anything from a certain episode. Yesterday was, or, or Monday was a show where there was no Murchison, there was no drama, uh, there was no fight. It was just kind of a good time. And that's okay. My point was, it's not one of those things where you're going to have a memorable fight or something like that. I think everybody loves to stir shit and say, DEC said it was a bad show. It wasn't. I, I just think if we look at that a week from now, we're not going to remember the big topics. And, and that's okay. All right. We, got, uh, we have Chuck Meacham that also wants to talk about uh, your comment with yesterday's show. I didn't realize this would be such a controversial thing. Chuck, what you got? Chuck? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, no, I, I agree with what you said. It, it wasn't a bad episode by any means, but there was it no... It was a very good episode. There, Yeah, there was no hit parody song or any big fight or anything. It was just... It was a, a normal episode, per se. So I think they tried to take your words and twist them into some big, you know, big thing that it really wasn't. I wasn't in there to even see that, but I'm I'm uh, I'm not surprised well, because the, the people in that thread are dicks. Go ahead. Well, and there was <laughs> talk of you know impeachment and being removed from office, and I was like. I mean, I, I totally agree with what Fuck you piece of shit. What you said. It really was a realization that I listened to the show for two things, my own entertainment and for typing up things for Friday and Saturday night. And I was realizing, gosh, there is no there's no sound clip from this. There's no uh, sound cut from this show. It just was a really good show. A lot of times I'm listening for what's something that's going to be enduring from the week that we're going to want to revisit. There wasn't any drama from that. I think we'll, we'll juxtapose it to today's show that I think the theme we're going to have from this is Kirk was incredibly salty today and he was pissed off at Steve because Steve went out and got an interview for Rough and Rowdy. And I tend to agree with Kirk. Rough and Rowdy bores the hell out of me. I don't understand it. I don't know where the interest is going to be on that interview. Now, he's going to make it really interesting because he's going to turn something and be very clear that it's boring as shit. And he is going to make that interesting because it's a farce. 
But there was nothing like that. He wasn't salty yesterday. He wasn't coming back to an item. It wasn't like Mike's crying or Steve said something stupid. Steve didn't even bring the show to a crash yesterday. It just, I guess for my purposes, when the show runs perfectly, that's not a point that you go back and remember. All right, we've got Firefelger. He's looking to uh, talk to you about when you became a Minifan. When did I become a Minifan? Firefelger, fire away. He's not on voice. He's just asking the question. Oh, he's here. Firefelger, you're up. You know, I I enjoy young people. I I love to be around them. I think that's what he's. Let's go to Steve. Steve from Providence. Oh Jesus! No, I'm not sexually. Yeah, how you doing, buddy? I just wanted to clarify real quick. Did you say that Mike's mother had nice palm-sized titties? Yes, I've got larger hands, but it's a nice handful. And when a nipple is erect, not only do you feel the softness in the fingers, but that erect nipple is nice, like right in the middle of your palm. Is really juxtaposition right. of the soft and the hard. Okay, I'm not going to say you're creeping me out, but I think that I <laughs> go take a shower after this. Um, real quick, uh, when you're doing the uh, the weekly recap the, uh, mm-hmm. for the the, uh, the end of the week, do you uh, how long does it take for you to get everything that you want to put into it? And knowing that Kirk is going to listen to it, do you feel any added pressure? No, uh, I don't feel any added pressure like this. Kirk's going to hear this and he's going to shit all over it. It's going to be good content. It's going to be a layup for him. Anytime that I open my mouth, I just assume I'm going to get slammed. And if you go in with that assumption, it takes the pressure off. If you start thinking I got to be careful because I'm going to be made fun of, you've lost it at that point. Putting that together is arduous. Uh, I've tried a bunch of different ways, so it didn't take a couple hours a day. Um, but it takes a, it takes several hours and mostly mind-numbing work. What I try and do first is write out a script. I write out a bunch of blurbs, what's the story. Then I try and go back and find the s- sound cuts that fit for that. And the hardest part of that is taking this, is trying to find the sound cut sometimes. And where do I continue to play? Where do I cut? Where do I cut it up? And then when I have that, then I've got to take these little sound bites and move them around on my digital workstation and overlay them. Most of it is not, I mean, it's, it's not brain science, but it's, it's mind numbing work. It's like little, it's, it's very slow to build. All right. Fantastic. And, uh, I will just assure you that over time, when you go to pick your kids up on the weekend, uh, it'll get easier. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think my wife doesn't listen so she doesn't know any of this she doesn't care uh, we have Barstool Advisor up next hey Barstool uh, Advisor about the uh, elections yeah what about the elections uh, how did you feel about the results were there any surprises uh, Cullinan being at 58% was that I was surprised. I would have said that that would have been at 33 or 34%. The fact that he performed as well as he did says a lot about him. Uh, I, I was mostly amused at the elections. 
the fact that we're having these elections and people are getting into this and having debates and stuff, uh, the people it sounds as though people wanted to have some of these positions, which uh, which was interesting. I, I found it mostly amusing. Uh, you didn't endorse any candidates. Was that a uh, reason? Was there a reason behind? Uh, the honest answer, uh, as I was paying so little attention to it, I didn't even think that I had an opportunity to endorse. Uh, if I did, I, I the people that I I went in and voted, <laughs> but the people I voted for were like the people I knew, or I voted for somebody to cause trouble for somebody else that I knew so that they would lose. Uh, that's pretty much why. Uh, officially, I'm just nonpartisan. I want to be above the fray, um, and I always like to run a, a front porch campaign. Uh, were you surprised with the amount of Canadian uh, uh, non? Are you asking? Am I surprised about the Canadian audience? No, the the positions in the cabinet. You know, a couple Canadian guys. I think squeeze. Are you a Canadian guy? You've got you've got a <laughs> an up north accent. Yeah, you know, you know, I do. Is that is that for real? Are you putting me on, or is that how you really talk? Legit. No, I'm the I'm, I'm the Canadian minifan, you know, just trying to spread the word up north. Where in Canada are you? Uh, Toronto, Toronto area. Were you a supporter of Rob Ford? Oh yeah, big supporter of Rob Ford. My graduation day, I had a, a Rob Ford for Prime Minister president uh, shirt on. Now, what was that like when he passed? I know it was uh, for us. It felt like when Lincoln passed, but how was that up there? I was shocked, by the uh, way, that he got sick. He was uh, he was a man of the people, you know. He was a man of the people for the boys. He got wasted at a street party, right with all the public, with the Tim Hortons cup and whiskey in it. So he was a. Now, would you agree that Canada is like the fifty-first state? Oh yeah, what I say is uh, the U.S. They think they're the best, and Canada's humble about being the best. Aha. Uh-huh. Cool. So you're, I, I lost, I lost my train of thought when I got distracted asking about Canada. Um, you you got to say, oh, uh, Canada in the voting. Remind me, what about Canada in the voting? Hello. Still on you, Bastel. I, I don't think this is good oh, radio sorry. right now. Sorry, did, this, you, did I cut out there? Yes. I asked you a question. You started to ask about Canadian Canadians in the election, and I got I got distracted. Yeah, no, I'm the Canadian got nominated Secretary of the Interior, just trying to fluff the president's balls a little bit on the. Oh, nice. <laughs> fluff, don't squeeze. They're very sensitive. Yeah, if I known you were a uh, a Canadian, I think somebody Secretary of the Interior that's a perfect position. Are you a big Bret Hart fan? Is Bret Hart like a big deal up there? No, no, I'm not. Well, not not for me personally. Like, who are you into wrestling? Is is there somebody now in Canada who's like a big deal that we wouldn't have like down here, like uh, Jacques Rougeau? No, I keep my wrestling uh, takes to Cullinane. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, we've got Chuck Meacham again that wants to uh, <laughs> ask Hi, you. An ice cream question. You know, Cullinane is a big Pat Patterson fan. I don't know if you know that. Um, a big Pat Patterson fan. 
not so, happy about when he got suspended back in the 90s. He said it was total bullshit, but he is way into Pat Patterson. Go ahead. What about the ice cream? So what's your favorite ice cream sundae topping? And then do you give any to your kids or do you just slurp it all up in front of their faces? I'm not a prick. I wouldn't do that. Uh, I think you all know what my favorite topping would be. It's some type of peanut butter. And I found that if you microwave natural peanut butter, Skippy, you can get it at BJ's, you can get it at Costco, uh, microwave 45 seconds, it liquefies, you pour it on a little vanilla ice cream, and then it just solidifies like a, like a, like a crust there. It's good. The kids can have ice cream, too. I give the girls two scoops. They only get two scoops. They can't eat more than that. All right. Do we have anyone that wants to come on and talk about this ice fishing trip? Anyone with some thoughts on what could happen? Or... Yeah, we can talk other things. Right. It doesn't have to be a DEC AMA. Yeah, it seems like what we're getting into here. So let's That's get what back. People are interested in. <laughs> let's, uh, pull in. Anyone interested in why I'm not going? Oh, I'm interested in why you're not going. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not going for, for a couple of different things. Uh, because it combines all the things I don't like. Uh, one of them is I hate driving. I don't like driving. The idea of driving for over seven hours uh, is not something I can handle. As it is, I live in Connecticut, and Connecticut is incredibly cold anyways, not as cold as Maine. And if I'm going to go somewhere for seven hours, it sure as hell better be warmer. Uh it's a lot of money to go do that. I'm leaving my wife with the kids for a weekend. Uh, I don't, I think the bait that they're thinking of using is shiners. I don't want to touch the shiners. I have this thing about touching living or even dead fish that it creeps me out. My son wants to go fishing with me and I've been pushing him off because I don't want to have to take the fish off the hook because it just skeeves the hell out of me out. Um, so that's, Kind of the main reason I, I don't really want to go. All right, we've got Animal Alley who wants to join. Yeah, Animal. Come on, go. Have a take. Don't suck. Or you'll get run. Well, you're muted right now, Alley. You got to unmute yourself. Uh, she's over here saying that it's the Alley. should be pushed. All right. Have a take. Run. Don't suck. Or get run. Late. Where's Colin A? Why is Colin A not in here? Oh, I guess he is in there. No, he's only in the chat. He just no, he's, just, he's chatting. He's, he's chastising people. It's KMS Topics. I fucking asked DC anything. He's, he's still pushing for throw ride right now. Let's go with uh, one guy, Corden. One guy called what? His name is One Guy Corden. I think he used to be one guy tweeting. And he changed his one name guy one. quoting. What do you got? Not ready either. So I can go back. Somebody asked me when I became a Meta fan. Now, this is going to piss Colin in off because it's SDEC anything. He doesn't want them to do that. But maybe he's wrong because he can't hear. Uh, <clears throat> I think I became a, a Meta fan around the time. Actually, I was a Meta fan when he was on the weekends. I used to like him in Bradford. I liked, I really noticed him when they did an interview with Jack Edwards where they just ripped the shit out of Jack Edwards. And I think he, that was like the first time he got in trouble. So I was from there. 
uh, and slowly, because I was a big DNC fan, because I liked uh, Den- John Dennis's hot, hot political takes. Uh, and I guess just a gradual thing that I, uh, I liked the show and KNC was awesome. And, and it sucked that he, he got run. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, seems pretty good. All right, let's try uh, Animal Alley again. She looks like she just rejoined. Do we have a woman in here? Yeah, that's why she wanted to get pushed to the front of the line, but she's not ready. She does look muted. I'm trying to check the picture here. Uh, I've unmuted her on my end, but she's... She, Allie, you have to unmute yourself here. Yeah, it's really okay. I'm I'm not that big of a creep. It's part of it as an act. We're gonna go with medium poppy while we wait for Allie again. <laughs> medium poppy. <laughs> what do you got, medium poppy? Medium poppy, where are you? Alrighty, this is uh, working swimmingly now. Can can there you hear me? Goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My question is for DC. DC, I wanted to ask what, when, and what was it about Howard Stern that you decided to start phasing away from that show? And what, if you, I heard a little bit of your Radio Gunk uh, episode on yep. uh, on Midfan Show, but like, if you could explain to someone who was not a Howard Stern fan, what was it about the show that made you slowly, you know, start turning away from it and, um. Yeah, expand a little, a little bit upon that, please. Thanks. I got rid of my serious subscription when I first got it back in 2009. So it was towards the end of the arty time. And I'm not sure I can pinpoint anything on the show. I remember liking Sirius because I loved Howard, but I also really loved the music channels. And around the time of the merger with XM, I found that the music channels were beginning to really suck, that I could go and get music elsewhere that was better than what they had i started getting into podcasts too around 2009 i was i was really early into that and i just found i was listening less and less to stern it wasn't any particular moment it just it's one of those things where you're you're listening to something and then you're just slowly not listening as much you're just in the morning and then a little bit in the morning and then you have this podcast you listen to and i'll get back to howard and then one day i found i really wasn't listening so i'm like all right i'm gonna give it a shot of canceling oh i know what it was i was buying annual subscriptions at that time and the annual subscription was up and i just decided you know what i'm just not going to do it this time i would take 2009 stern over 2019 stern any day i have serious now i never listen to that show it's awful all right we're trying Allie one more time all right Allie, you're up now Okay, can you, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? See, now I feel bad that there's a woman in here and I'm talking like a pervert about Blind Mike's mom. And when there's women present, it makes me self-conscious. I feel well, like I have to okay. explain you, to myself that I'm not a pervert. You don't need to be self-conscious. Uh, do you see, this is the only Sane Minifan fan I believe you dubbed me on Twitter. Okay. You probably don't remember. Oh, I know who you are. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's Allison T. Boston. Yep, I know who you are now. You were Foxwoods nice recently. I saw your Foxwoods picture. That's right. Yep. That's yeah, you right. are pretty normal. I, I think so. Um, 
this is a little bit of a crazy world. I was actually asking how hot Mike's mom is because there is no photo evidence to back it up. And I've been asking for it for weeks and nobody can provide any visuals. I steered so clear of her at the <laughs> Jack's Al- Abbey thing because I was I was terrified. I'm like, if I introduce myself, she's going to slap me. And this was before I made the song. Um, <laughs> she's a nice, she, uh, she, uh, she is a surprisingly attractive woman. If I were to point at her and say, take a look at that woman. Nice looking woman, right? Yep. That's Mike's mom. You'd be floored. Be absolutely floored. She was so incredible. Here's what I liked about her. <laughs> the big sunglasses and very well put together. She spent a little okay. bit of money on her clothes. I guess I guess we'll have to take your word for it. Although I'm being uh, sent messages now that there's a whole channel devoted to her that I apparently didn't know about. Really? Apparently. All right. So that's a little that's a little disturbing. This is coming <laughs> from me. Mama Gary channel since yeah, uh, that's disturbing. I Do I Long want before to we had any pictures? Or I'm it's a, for a normal picture, not not anything X-ray. It's a, it's all safe in there. You're you're okay. Okay. All right. That's all I got. Okay. Do you have something? Oh, it's nice you know, to talk to you. I am the only female minifan here right now, so. I thought Lauren was going to be in here. Lauren was like the only. You know, you should have come to the uh, the Jack's Abbey thing. That was, I think there were thirty percent women there. I would have loved to. I had to help my mom out with something, and I was traveling the next day. So. Priorities. I know. I would have loved to, but had to be a good daughter. Well, that's a nice thing too. I try. That's all I got for you. Okay. Thanks for listening. I also see KFC's in here. Hi, KFC. We don't want you on the show anymore. KFC's in here. Bob's in here. <laughs> yeah, Bob's disappeared. I don't know how I feel about this. Now that Bob's disappeared, I almost want him not to because he's such a unifying force. If we don't have an enemy, what do we have? It's sort of like the Republican Party after the Soviet Union collapse. Like, what do we have now? Yeah, he, it does kind of rally everybody to, uh, to yeah. go again. I'm sure it's been a little bit better for Kirk Sanity over the last couple uh, last couple of weeks not having him. Yeah, I'm around. on the one hand as a human being, I like Kirk Sanity. On the other hand, as somebody who likes good entertainment, when he's insane, it's good for us. It's bad for him. It's good for us. All right, I'm going to pull Chris back in here. Now what? Well, you're talking about enemies, right? What about yeah. K. Marco? Shouldn't he be number one enemy right now? Yeah, but does he have a lot of power? Well, yeah, I mean, he can spike any blog that they have. Yeah, but he can't shut down Kirk's world. He's just he's kind got, of, a, he's a doucher, as, uh, got, as Kennedy would say. Yeah, but he's got, he's got, he go right to Dave. How about... I think, you know, it's been, what, two weeks? Isn't it due for another fight with Barstool? Especially it's the only thing that makes Barstool Radio interesting is when he goes on and they fight. Yeah, but I, you know, K. Marco won't go on. It needs to be somebody. And it's probably a good opportunity for some of us to potentially call into Chap's show and bomb the shit out of that show. <laughs> I tried to get on the Chap's show once. It's atrocious. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's the enemy because he's trying he's, – he, he's really having people report on Twitter for whatever he's – I mean, that's – He's a on. sensitive pussy is what he is. And he's not used to this. He's used to being the guy in charge. Let's think about, let's think about the mindset of a K. Marco. Now, if you've ever heard K. Marco on the air, 
he's a he's a friggin' bore. You got to remember that K. Marco is one of this original crew. When you thought of Barstool before 2006, you had K. Marco, you had Portnoy, KFC, Big Cat. Um, Carabas was there, but Carabas was like almost a part timer. I'm trying to think of like who else was one of those guys. I think I'm missing somebody, but he was sort of like one of the original guys. And since then, they've hired like 500 people who blog that I don't even know who they are. So he's got his dick on hard half the time, pushing down everybody else below him. So he's got a little bit of a complex. And he's not used to somebody punching up or punching down at him. And there's a view that Menahan, because he's in Boston and not in New York, is like a rear admiral. He's the equivalent of Jerry Thornton. He's one of the, he's a, he's a Frank. I, I think that K Marco would look and say, you know, Frank, the tank is more important to Barstool than Kirk Minahan is. He's just this guy who has this little teeny tiny podcast out there. So he's not used to this. So he, he gets his ass a little bit sore and pops a hemorrhoid from time to time. And that's the deal. So he's got the power to kind of spike a story, which is a mild annoyance, but regardless of whether K Marco puts it on the blog or not, he's not going to be the thing that makes the show successful or not. Bob has the power potentially to bring the show down if he has traction. But have you, have you noticed that the only folks or the only people at Barstool that support Kirk are the ones who make money, big cat KFC, all the other enemies, they make zero money. You think Carabas makes money? Maybe with section 10 t-shirts. I don't know. Uh, I mean, they're flying them all over the place. So he's got to be making something. Yeah, he seems like one of the only other ones with a loyal fan base. Yeah. Uh, I mean, think of, think yeah, about for it, some right? reason he does. Willie, no money. K. Marco, does he bring any revenue in? The clone, chaps. I mean, yeah, I don't know what ZBT, I mean, for stuff, but there's like, there's no, like, what's been said on the show, there's no fan base. There's no, there's no Discord for ZBT. There's no, you know, he was so upset about the brand with the, uh, Albright stuff. So, I mean, that's the thing. I just, I thought that was an interesting kind of only ones who support Kirk are the folks that make money there. And, and I think Port and I said it like six people make money there. Yeah. I don't know why I will tell you if these rumors about Barstool being sold are real. Uh, some of those guys got some things to be worried about. I think that's a really interesting thought process. Chris, the guys who make money actually know what talent looks like. And if you're at the big cat level and you're at the KFC level, you have to know how to stir it up. Uh, it looks you like know, Inspector Jay wants to come back on. What do you want, Inspector Jay? Two questions, sir. Um, yeah. You're coughing a lot tonight. How, how's your health? Uh, I got stage four lung cancer. It's fine. Oh, jeez. You and uh, <laughs> Mima are not doing well. No. No, I just got a little, uh, I had a cold. And when I get a cold, I get asthma because I'm an unhealthy uh, 44 year old and it just uh, I just cough all the time when I get this it'll go okay. away in like I don't know Christmas all right well good luck with that uh, the other question is I'm always um, defending blind Mike here in the discord good people say he's not contributing enough Bullshit. he's not dynamic enough and I said listen hey Kirk is a professional broadcaster. 
Steve is a professional broadcaster. You can't compare them to Mike. So people are shitting on him all the time. What do you think? (laughs) I sent a text to Mike after his appearance at Portnoy where you got the crap beat out of him. And I'm really sick of Mike going on and saying, "Uh, nobody ever said I was talented. Fuck you. You're talented. Go on there and say, yeah, I am talented. Uh, I do think I belong here. And why do you have a problem with me? If you have a problem with me going after Tommy, uh, Tommy came on the show. We talked about it. Here's what I don't like about Tommy. He's a drip on the show, and he kisses your ass. If you think, Dave, that I'm fat and blind and a fuck, that's your opinion. I'm not the guy I was when you're throwing wallets at me. I help make the show successful. I'm not Kirk, but I have something here that makes the show sound better. So what's your deal? That's what he should yeah, see, say. That's, a, that's the biggest issue right there is they still treat everybody in New York, all these guys from old school Boston guys are still treating him like he's that same intern from five years ago that he hasn't grown whatsoever. Then he needs to take it to them and prove that yeah. he's not that guy. Uh, I have seen him. I, I can remember listening to him when he was on EEI when his biggest guest was Colin Letty. And then when he was doing solo podcasts and Steve went on my show and got the crap beat out of him by Blind Mike. And that was around the time around Rich Keefe. And around that time, he kind of woke up and he just needed an opportunity to find his own voice. I think we're going to look at Mike in a year from now and even look at that and say, wow, think about how he's grown. Mike's biggest issue and the biggest enemy of Mike is his own self-confidence. Mike does not always feel self-confident. He feels depressed sometimes, and he's got to let that go because Mike is he's, he's good at impressions, or I should say this, they're funny. Uh, he's got a funny laugh. He knows when to jump in. Even the stuff that he screws up works. Mike has some pretty good talent, and he's still pretty young. And he's got to start telling people to, to shut the fuck up. Ellie, what do you think he, we, Mike should say? Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. You see, that's confidence. And that woman is four foot seven. <laughs> yeah, that's his biggest, his, his biggest issue really is the fact that he needs to build his own confidence in that. I mean, he, he jumps in with Kirk, who obviously is one of the greatest talents on the radio we've ever seen. And, you know, he's, he's in there and he's holding his own, but he needs to, he needs to have that confidence that he can do it. He, he needs to think through that. Steve, in his own right, and we, we piss on Steve, but Steve was awesome with Howie Carr. Uh, Howie had a producer on there for 20 years, Sandy, and in a short period of time, Steve was far better, uh, talented, a great guest host. I mean, not that that's a huge bar because the people Howie had on were, were awful as guest hosts, but he held his own with Howie Carr, who I'm going to put on the Rush Mount, Mount Rushmore of Boston radio. Uh, he's, he's one of the legends there. So you have somebody who's incredibly talented as a producer. Uh, the top radio guy, I would say, in the country, arguably. And Kirk could have other people there, and he chooses to have Blind Mike and have his back. That should say something about what Blind Mike brings to the table. And he needs to look in the mirror, I guess figuratively, and say, I deserve this. I'm good. I'm not going to take Dave's shit anymore. 
Uh, we've got Ryan confirmation 00062 who does not want to talk but wants to know your thoughts on Kelleher's incredibly fast exit from the Miniverse. Well, if I if I were in charge, I wouldn't have brought Kelleher on at all because he, at first he scared the hell out of me. But this is you sort of have to look at this as the marketplace. If you have some type of talent and you have anything that's worthwhile, then you're going to stick around. Uh, Kelleher's talent was he was incredibly talented of pouring gasoline on himself and lighting himself on fire, which attracts attention. But if you do that enough times, uh, the novelty wears off. He's, uh, he's like Morton Downey Jr. in a way. If anybody, I'm giving a really dated reference now, but if anybody remembers Morton Downey Jr., he was the hottest thing for a hot second, and then he was gone because the act wore thin. I would say Kelleher would still be around if he didn't act like an ass at Jack's Abbey. He made that day about him, and I was pleasantly surprised that Kirk noticed it. Otherwise, he's 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 not a he's not a bad guy. He's just he's just weird, and he and he is self destructive. All right, we got a DC does Discord regular coming back here. It's Chris again. <laughs> hey DC, so don't uh, you have a haircut you need to get to? No. Don't you have a stupid parody song to make? Um, yeah, I think I've given up on that. Where is that? Yeah. Where is he, by the way? Uh, off topic. Who, Where is Mike? Why is he not Who? part of this world? I, uh, it's not relevant to us. It's very relevant he's, to me. No. He's the real life Portnoy. No, he's not. Um, he's boring. But no, I was just curious if you saw TJ Hubbard sent out a video of one of his kids <laughs> dancing to uh, uh, Steve Murdered Me. I was curious if uh, the first children are going to be singing a parody song. Uh, no, I'm not playing. The only song that I've ever played for my kids is the Linda Marks song. I played it for my son, Owen, and he's listening, like, stunned at some of these lyrics. And when she gets to why do we kill our heroes or why do we shoot our heroes, he literally fell off the couch. He started laughing so hard. That's the only thing they've heard. I don't play any of this stuff. They're, it's not ready for their ears. So, so with that in mind, does this make T.J. Hubbard officially uh, the worst men and dad, or am I still the worst? I still think you take the cake on that one. When uh, why when you, your daughter's in the background saying she's hungry? That kind of <laughs> from a kid dancing. <laughs> What's she your uh, favorite parody song so far? Oh, Steve murdered me. That's yeah. great. Well, give us give us your top three then. Mm. Uh, I like the Eagles one. Uh, just because I like that line about Howie Carr. Uh, Steve murdered <laughs> me, and uh, Steve's a liar. I mean, Steve's a liar is a classic. That That's going to have legs for years. Yeah, Steve, Steve's a liar is great. That's got to be like, what, what, the first one? Was that one of the first ones? Did that create this uh, whole thing? No, I think Podcast Jesus started it, and then there was something after that, and then we got, um, what was the... I think I think Steve's liar was like the fourth or fifth one. I remember it as like the first. They must have been. Yeah. I, I would say uh, hearing my song get spiked and then starting to hear some of these songs, it might be time to put a pause. I had a song all written up, and I'm I'm looking at this, and I'm like, 
this isn't going to get any traction. We've, we've heard all of this. I mean, I tried to bring it outside. I tried to get creative and bring in Tangway. So we're not talking about the same stuff, but apparently people don't know is sexual predilection, why it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah, but that, that has to be the, you know, the people coming from back in the EI days. You've, we have a lot of new listeners here now. I'm stunned by that. I, I'm always stunned. I always think that it's still us from the WEEI time and nobody new is here, nor do I understand why people would be coming in new. But I, I, I think that's, it, it, I'm going to clarify, it's stupid thinking, but I'm just kind of stunned. Why would you, why would you find Kirk now? I think a lot of it, a lot of the new listeners are coming from Boston. When, when we did the, um, we did a little census on the survey, I think it was like 30% of people came from um, Boston over to, to the show. And mm-hmm. once they, and they're getting hooked right away. Hey, uh, you want me to stir some shit up now? Is anybody even picking up that Kirk has been talking about that he's done in two years when the contract's up, he's done. Anybody pick yeah, that up? Yeah. He, he said today at the end, towards the end of the show that he might pick up the option for the third year. Oh, he's full of shit. He's going to be there like Howard Stern until he's 64. Yeah. He's kind of hit that point after too. He said, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be 47. I'm not going to, I don't know what I'm going to do then. He's, he can't, this is where Jerry comes in. He can't sit at home. What is he going to do at home? He's going to lose his mind. You know, cut back, do a 37 minute show. Do like Stern, do three days a week. It's fine. <laughs> I don't think eventually this Menafan show is going to become show. radio gunk. We're going to turn on Kirk and it's going to be about how Kirk was a fraud all along. That, that day's coming someday. It's just sooner. It's just, is it going to be later? Is it going to be sooner? But I'm sure we'll do that. All right, it looks like Chris wants to come back again. Now what? Do, do we have, before we get to Chris, anybody else that has anything else to talk about? Chris. That want, hold on. Chris, right, my son, he's a fucking asshole. I just like harassing you. Okay. No, <laughs> you know, they're expanding, uh, you know, Cullinane. I don't think he's done any this week, but great thinkers. Would, you know, should. Is that ironic? <laughs> Is that an ironic name? Like, uh, like a fat guy named Tiny? No, but I'm thinking, like, when's the, uh, I know you had a couple cabinet people, but, it, it, you know, and Cullinan's not on here, but is that going to be offered to some other cabinet, like yourself, MHB, uh, Patrick, are you going on there? Who's MHB? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've tried to join, but Dave sends a message, and it's like, oh, hey, we're doing great thinkers in six minutes, and it's at 930 in the morning. Some of us have jobs that... <laughs> What is Cullinane? We talked about that. What does Cullinane? I'm kind of afraid to ask him because I don't want to insult him. What is Cullinane? What does he do? Does his wife work? Does he work? Is he on paternity leave? How does he have time? What is that? He has clients. He has clients. He says he is is in the office doing radio uh, uh, property uh, and real estate content and uh, digital media. So fourteen brokered shows. I guess the, the question is, is that would him filming his day be content? I would yeah, watch be, that. Oh, it'd be boring. I'm no? pretty sure most of us would watch anything that has to do with anything. Yeah, that's I, I would. Yeah. <laughs> Dave is, is the, was one of the most fascinating people I've ever met. Absolutely fascinating. What about uh, Mike's show on Saturday, DC? Any, any, uh, any inside info on that show you can share with us? I'm not sure what I am supposed. What is what is Mike talked about with that? 
Uh, the only thing he's mentioned, right, you gotta go to bed. he's going to be doing uh, doing the show Saturday. Okay. That's all he said. So I'm going to let Mike uh, say that. Sounds like Mike is doing a show on Saturday. If there's more to talk about, Mike should talk about it. All right. All right, we got anybody else with any topics related to the show or anything that they want to talk about and jump on? More women, or is this a sausage party? I think media. I said, it looks like it's just a giant sausage party here. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we lost Allie too. So now it's just all dudes here. All right, we got uh, Allie like has media. no business in this world. If anybody follows Allie, you've no business here. She's way too normal with way too good of a job to be involved with us. <laughs> all right, medium poppy's joining. All right, DC. What has been the most captivating uh, subject that the uh, the show is tackled uh, throughout its hundred and five or so episodes? Um, yeah, thanks. You're you're talking about the barstool only show. We're not talking Kirk and Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stri- strictly the podcast and its last you know hundred and something episodes. What has been uh, from Benjamin Albright? to uh, Smugsy, to The Vigil, what has been the most, like, the mo- not, like, the most captivating thing? What you've kind of captured you the most? Boy, that's a good one. Um, I By think the, the most captivating thing. thing to this point is that day the first week when Kirk went, had a nutty because of Ben Robinson, because it was sort of everything is loosey goosey. We're all getting along and we got to hear the real Kirk for the first time in a long time, just beating the crap out of somebody who's brand new, who we didn't quite know to see how that was going to unfold. Um, that is one of the moments I'm really thinking about. Uh, I would say uh, the Cullinane three weeks, because that's really when Mike, people forget this. This was like the, this was the Kirk and Steve show for the first couple of weeks. Blind Mike was kind of there in the background, but he, he didn't say anything. And then when Cullinane was there for that three weeks, all of a sudden, like that first day, uh, he had a Red Bull or something and just started talking. I would say that's, that's not a particular moment, but that's a period of time where, we got this new character. Uh, the yeah, all definitely seemed. He definitely seemed like he got more comfortable with uh, when when Dave was around. I don't know if it's just making making fun of Dave that helps Mike get more comfortable, or just somebody else for Kirk to go after, as opposed to just Steve being there. I think Steve is intense. Uh, Steve also had. I mean, not to. Sh- I guess we're going to shit on Cullinane here. Steve has a track record of. You got to think before this, before we all got to know Steve as the sociopath we love. He's looked at as this pretty big level producer in the Boston area for a regionally syndicated show who's a radio personality in his own right, where Cullinane is, you know, doing shows with VB and Kim Kerrigan and had had Kirk's producer job for three days and is on an on air level is a lot more subdued. But I think Mike probably also knew Dave a little bit before, and he didn't know Steve. And I think if Mike is comfortable with who he knows, he's more himself. 
But I don't right. know, that's a good question. I can't think of any one that big moment. And I'm sure as soon as we shut this down, I'm going to think of it. I'm like, oh, my God, that was so obvious. I know Kirk was in here when, you know, when he did his little um, AMA that Sunday morning that people were just asking questions. He Somebody asked him that question, and he said that uh, the turning point for the show was definitely that ep- that uh, episode with Ben Robinson, just because it showed Steve could take it. And, you know, he, he went after him as hard as he went out. He could. And, you know, Steve just kind of took it with it. Steve was rattled. So early on, yeah. <laughs> early on, uh, Mike's role early on, I'm remembering this early on, Mike's role was to run the social media account with MHB. So MHB was supposed to be one of these guys running the account. Uh, I asked, Hey, can I, can I help too? And they said, no. And, so at that time, like the three of us, the four of us were communicating a lot because Steve didn't know a lot about the show and he leveraged us to get fans point of view. And Steve was rattled that day. Uh, that was tough for him, but he did. He, he was a champ. He took it. He came back and he's a personality in his own right. Uh, look at me. I got Kirk's thing. I, uh, we, we were on the same page. All right, we got Tim Riggles that wants to talk about oh, this MH- guy. MHB's dedication. Now what? What do you want, Tim? Come on, Tim. You, you got to unmute yourself, Tim. Come on. Dude. Fucking unmute yourself, Tim. Tim. Fucking right. Tim. Tim. Tim's not coming on, apparently. You can't fucking unmic the mute. The, the mic. Un- All right, we got... Kirk's Kirk's intern wants some sign ideas for uh, Saturday. Kirk's intern, are you the guy with uh, the big afro? Kirk's intern, unmute yourself. All right, go ahead. All I know is I'm looking at Grover two hundred seven says he'd like to be in Smugsy. <laughs> I, I don't know, no, no. Hasn't aged well. Kirk Sintern, you have to unmute yourself to talk. You're good to go once you unmute yourself. There you go. Yeah, Jessica Tandy was a mature woman too, Jordan, but I don't want to have sex with her either. All right. Doesn't look like Kirk Sintern's going to talk. <laughs> oh, well. Anyone else want to uh, get on and talk about anything else or you want to wrap this up, so medium potty poppy is I'm looking at some of these comments, which are interesting. What does your wife think about the podcast? How much do you tell her and why? Uh, I don't tell her very much because she doesn't, she doesn't listen to Kirk's show. This is not really her thing, but she likes that I do it because she feels I need an outlet. I need a creative outlet. So she supports that. I'm just looking at fuck Smugsy. Not fucking Smugsy. Smugsy's not hot. Have you guys had tried to have Smugsy on the uh, the Minifan show? No, she would be a bore. If she's going to do something to bring it, that that would be fine. Um, who would who would you guys let? We haven't done guests in a while. We had this period of time where MHB was booking guest after guest after guest after guest, and we haven't done guests for a while. Uh, the guy, I I don't know if he'd ever do it, but the guy I think I would love to invite on is Jimmy Stewart because I would want to talk wrestling with him. I want to talk. Um, his wrestling podcast with Kirk, his experience with Kirk, um, 
Felger and Maz. I just would love to pick his brain a little bit. I've heard him on Carabas' show, and he can actually be pretty good. Uh, Are you maybe Jimmy about, uh, Ronald, Ronald Reagan? Uh, I'd love that. I, I like Ronald Reagan. I like that individual, and I get a lot of shit on Twitter for that particular individual and the fact that I do like him. Uh, he's got a very interesting story. He is a strange fit for Felger and Maz because his background is really making morning zoo type bits. But I think he he brings a voice that's different. Chuck Meacham wants to give Smugsy the Kelleher treatment. What is that? Oh. That just means nah, that. I, I don't know. She's not away. like she's she's just kind of insane. I don't think she's like Kelleher. As incoherent as Smugsy is, she is James Earl Jones compared to, Smug, uh, to compared to Kelleher. Kirk's intern fixed his mic. Let's see if he's got something right. interesting. There's no way that after all of this, he's got something interesting to say. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Kirk's intern. Well, let's go. I fixed my mic. I had to reroute. See, I knew this. All right. He's not, uh, it's clearly not fixed. I'm looking at a comment here. Has Rich Kelleher reached out to you or MHB since his banning? Uh, I can't speak to MHB, but I'll ask him tomorrow. We're going to do a Metafan show tomorrow. Uh, I'll ask him about that. No, he hasn't, but I have kind of banned him. I've, I don't, I'm not a blocker. He and, uh, Richie are the only people I blocked just because I just didn't want to see it anymore. But no, he hasn't really reached out. He's lurking. He's he's waiting in. Uh, it was kind of how quickly he just uh, kind of disappeared. Let me uh, let me pull in Jordan here. He wants to talk about Kelleher as well. Yeah, what do you got, Jordan? Hello. Hello. Hey, 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 hey. All right, sorry. I'm just wondering, do you think there's a path uh, to redemption for him? Do you think there's any way that he gets back in? It seems like Kirk likes to play like push-pull games. What's the trust level anybody would have with Kelleher? When he's done a bunch of things where he's kind of calmed down a little bit, showed some normal side, and then he goes right back to being crazy self-promoter. He would have to sustain for quite a while some non-it's-all-about-me behaviors and actually have to be somewhat coherent for a long period of time to gain any trust. What's the upside for a Kelleher redemption? I don't I see think any. At this point, it's next to none just because all of the, the fucky stuff with the money, I think, is what turned a lot of people. What are we? He sent me a bunch of stickers. I threw the stickers out. Because once I looked I at it, I'm like, it. what am I going to do with these? Yeah, it's, um, I, like, I can't think of anywhere that I would put them. It's, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, actually, I have a question for you. Do you talk to anyone about the podcast, uh, like, offline? Is there anybody that you've, like, put on to the show? Like, introduced it to them? Me? Like, uh, yeah. introduce people I know to the show? Yeah, like, like, how do you 
Is it part of your like normal life at all? Or is it just like something you listen to? It's really just kind of something I listen to. Uh, my buddy up in Boston and I have talked about it for years. But like in my normal life, uh, I have one person who works for me. And we talked a little Kirk and Callahan one day because he was an EEI listener. He goes, yeah, I stopped listening to Kirk and Callahan. I'm like, why? He goes, I don't talk enough sports. So I started listening to Mike and Mike. <laughs> True story. <laughs> So right. I, I, I find it uh, I find it tough to to get people into the show, but I have two two of my friends that had started listening uh, a few weeks back and started from episode one because I said you 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 have to get the references. You need to start at least jumping through a couple of them to to get some uh, references there. But once they start listening, they're completely hooked. Yeah, it's the closest thing I can say is it's Stern in the '90s. What makes the show work and what made Stern work is when you're driving in the car or you're listening, you feel like if there's three people in the booth, you feel like you're the fourth person. You feel like you are part of the conversation even though you're listening. That's what makes good radio. That's what makes a great podcast. Stern at his best, you felt you are part of the crew. Do you feel that way with Dale and Keith? I don't think so. How about they, they definitely take it. They take that to another level too, with the Twitter interaction and you know them being in Discord and just talking about the things that they see on the show, everything like that. It's so interactive. So this you is why the show is anywhere on, else. This is why the show is better than when it was on Weei. Is Steve, Mike, and even Kirk are so accessible. Uh, they'll talk to you. There are ways that that they're going to respond to you. Uh, even if it's, I'm going to put a, a song in and it's really bad, you're going to get a reaction from the host. That would never be the case at EEI, but it's it's like there's there's actual real interaction, which is what got us in trouble with the whole, oh, the billboard thing. You, you screwed up the billboard. You start to feel too uh, complacent and comfortable that you feel like you can just dick around. But I think a lot of that is, is people just feel engaged and they feel like, the people there are accessible. All right, we're giving Kirk's intern one last shot. Let's go, Kirk's intern. Can you hear me? No, I can hear you. There you go. Oh, there we go. All right, yo. So, uh, DC, I'm going to be at ESPN uh, College Game Day at Ohio State. Okay. Uh, I was wondering if you had any fine ideas for me. Any what ideas? Were you asking sign ideas? Yeah, he's he wants some sign ideas. Um, how about Tangway's a boy toucher? That works. <laughs> I think you're appealing to about eight percent of the. Uh, how about Dino lists. loves Alfredo at Carabas? That's an not awesome surprising one. there. I think Chris all from about this obscure out there for you. You're putting me on the spot thinking about that stuff. Uh, I don't know. I like Chris's one that said, which is higher, Dale's ratings or Mutt's uh, uh, BH blood alcohol content, (laughs) BHC. It's too late for me. I'm I'm so brain dead. I can't believe we did an hour of this. I know. We should probably wrap up. I was like a half hour tops. (laughs) But I don't know. Did you guys like this? Was this was this a good thing? I never. I have no view on if this is interesting, not interesting. A bore. I'm a drip. Uh, I'll have shows that I think we hit it out of the park. We get no downloads. I'll have ones that I'll tell MHB this sucked, and they're like our biggest episode. So I'm just kind of curious: is this 
a good idea for people who are in Discord? Do you like this type of thing? Does this help with the community? Uh, I think as we keep going with this, it'll kind of get better too. Once people know what to do and you know how to unmute themselves and mm-hmm. have everything set up, it'll Sorry. it'll be good. Yeah, yeah. I would like to get MHB involved with this. Um, he clearly he's not gone. He's just the interest rates are low, and uh, I mean MHB really is the real rich Mandarin route right now. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'd love he would he would have a blast with this, or maybe just uh your hour drip DAC, right? Like an MHB by himself in this would be awesome. Yeah. And he's, even he's just so out of we his could mind. Even, we could, this is something we could bring Mike into too, because he wouldn't have to worry about, you know, if we're, if we're just having people talk, he doesn't, we don't have to worry about him trying to keep, keep up and reading everything too. So you still would need somebody to sit with him. Uh, we literally had blind Mike on and we convinced him, come on, on, you don't need your little helper monkey. And he was lost lost just like setting up a microphone and stuff yeah uh, but this so is so simple person. you can just do it right on an app he would need somebody too. nah he would need somebody yeah. I, I i can uh. guarantee you he would need his buddy here to help him out it, 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 we we laugh about it i don't think we can <laughs> i don't think we can overstate how blind mike really is and how he does need uh, a little bit of help and the fact that he's able to do what he's able to do is is astonishing he's this is another thing where and i think that's one of those things about mike that makes him um not feel his own weight he should be proud of what he's able to accomplish that there there are people who have far more faculties and they don't do half of what mike does that's true so we got let's do one more question we get kms polls that wants to uh wants to ask a question about the weekly uh, yeah the gaps. Yeah, are you on KMS poll, or do you want me just to answer the question? If I can find the number for that you're looking for right now. Uh, he was you're looking on. for. <laughs> yeah, you're on. Go ahead. Or not. <clears throat> Sorry for the coughing. So he was asking about the week in review numbers. Uh, they started off incredibly slow. Like the regular show would get three times the downloads that the Week in Review show would get. The Week in Review show last week that is on a Sunday has more downloads than the show MHB and I did last week, and it's like the first time. So I'm looking that so far the last... We did uh, 3,100 downloads for the Week in Review, the last Week in Review. Let me just take a look and see what, see if I'm going to be made a liar. And uh, the last Minifan show was 3,200. So it's gotten to a point where they're pretty equal. If it's a really good week on the show, we'll have a lot of downloads. But both of those shows, and, and if you're downloading a podcast on a Sunday, the numbers are always going to be down because it's a weekend uh it, it has built up nice for something that was just like a little experiment for me yeah it's it's been great so far i mean you look at all the feedback even that you see in here it's just nice to have that uh that episode kind of giving you some some points of the week that you might have already forgot because it happened monday and you know we've had 15 hours of show since then yeah, and, I, and again, I'm ripping off Howard Stern. It's it's the the Howard 100 News. It's uh, Super Fan Roundtable, that type of stuff. Uh, it's not really original. I just took it and put my own spin on it. But it's fun to do. Uh, in some ways, I'm I'm not happy that it's successful because 
now I have work to do every week. Now I have to, my <laughs> game. you know, people didn't like it. It's like, great. I got my weekends off. Now it's like, oh crap. People like it. Kirk seems to like it too. So if the show likes it, then I guess I got to do it. Got to hold my weight. So Chris asked what the highest, highest download yet was. For which one? For any show? Any show, yeah. Oh, uh, that's a good question. I believe that that is one of the Radio Gunk episodes. The Featherstone, the Featherstone episode is the second one. The first Radio Gunk episode had, you know what? It might even be the Steve Robinson episode when we had Steve on. Uh, I remember looking at that, and for some reason, that one... It's not the one actually Kirk was on. Yeah, we had 16,000 downloads for the Steve episode. That might be the most. Literally more than when Kirk came on with us. I just sometimes I just don't understand what people like and why they like it. Yeah, the Radio Gunk one was, that's 14,000. I think it's the Steve episode now that has the most. Wow. Where we talked about... Uh, china and tariffs and stuff like that bored the shit out of people <laughs> a lot of car crash songs on that noises on that one no that was before we realized that uh you know he, he was what he was <laughs> all right well, well since we're not getting uh, many many more people that want to join except for chris from wakefield that wants to be on the whole time oh he's just being a dick he needs to go see, <laughs> he needs to go see gene and get a haircut well, thanks for uh, thanks for trying this out with us. Yeah, Peace. I'm glad people liked it. I'll throw it up. It'll be up for 5 a.m. on Wednesday morning. And if people like this, we'll do this again. All nice right. to you. You're welcome. Have a great day, everybody. Sir, in my heart, I know I'm funny.